for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hey ladies, this month here on Her Portion, our topic is God's love. And when I think of God's love, the first thing that comes to my mind is John 3.16, of course, and Crystal even hit on it in her podcast last week. But God's reason for sending Jesus to earth is summed up in this verse. So I want to read it with a little emphasis. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved that he gave. He loved us so much that he gave his only son to die so that we could live. He came to die for our sins. He came to take our punishment. He came to save the lost. Not one of those reasons were selfish in nature. God's whole motivation was love. I'm convicted to check my motivation. So what's your motivation? What's your purpose? Is it motivated by love? A motive is defined as that which incites to action, that which determines the choice or moves the will. So we know motives can be good or bad, strong or weak, selfish or selfless. One of the examples in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary actually said, the motive to continue at rest is ease or satisfaction. Think about that for a second. That one kind of stings a little bit, right? So is God calling you to action, but you're not moving because it's easier to just stay still where you are? Every action has a motivation, and God's motivation was love. How do we know what a man is? By seeing what a man does. How do we know what God is? By knowing what God does. When we read the Old Testament, we read only a few times of God loving Israel, the nation. But here in the New Testament, we get a new glimpse of God, the God that loves the whole world so much that he gave his only begotten son to be murdered for us, to be the sacrifice for us, to be the payment for us, dirty, rotten sinners. Romans 5, 8 says, But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God commended or exhibited his love for us in that while, still while, we were still sinners. Christ died for us. He didn't wait until we were behaving to demonstrate his love for us. He didn't wait until we got our act together or even took the first step to get our act together. While we were still in the midst of our sin, God sent his only son, Jesus, to die for us. And not only that, he loves us so much that Romans 8, 38 and 39 say, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul was persuaded by the Holy Spirit to write that. Nothing, nothing could separate us from the love of God. Nothing. As mothers, you know, we would like to think that nothing could ever make us stop loving our children. But we hear about terrible things happening every day where mothers have loved something or someone more than their children. We're human. We're still flesh and blood. But my Redeemer is faithful and true. God cannot lie. 
every word in this book you can trust. God loves you so much and nothing could ever change that. Now that's love. Loving someone doesn't mean liking them or getting along with them when the water's calm, when the weather's perfect, when the stars align just so. Loving someone is loving them through the storm. When the winds and waves are howling and maybe, just maybe, they rode their little boat out into that storm themselves. Loving someone is caring about them when they don't love themselves, when they seem unlovable. That's how God loves us. Imagine how you were in the midst of your sin before you got saved. God still loved you then. There are days, Mama, when I am absolutely embarrassed about the way that I act. There are days when my husband and children don't even want to be in the same room with me. But there is never a day, there is never a moment that my God doesn't love me. 2 Thessalonians 2.16 says, Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Sister, he loves you. You may not love yourself. It may seem like no one else loves you, but God, the creator and sustainer of the universe and life itself, he loves you so much that he sent his sinless, perfect son to die an excruciating death just for you. 1 John 4.10 says, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Love isn't that we love God, because that's easy. Love is that God loves us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation means atonement or the act of appeasing wrath and winning the favor of an offended person. God loved us so much that he sent Jesus, his only son, as a baby to die an excruciating death to appease the wrath that we deserved. So we would never, ever have to know the wrath of God. That word love is agape love, and the Strong's Concordance defines it as a love feast. That, sister, is how much God loves you. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.